Hello, Fight and Sight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your co-host, Brady Bunch, a.k.a. The Non-Binary Ninja. And with me, as always, I'm here with Timmy B., the brilliant man that has brought you this awesome podcast. Uh, but before we start our show, we want to make sure you take a time to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. Tell your friends. You may have followed already, right? But we're growing, uh, and we're really excited because we have an awesome guest today. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk to an actual king from the UFC. Uh, we're going to talk about social media manners and a whole lot more. I think it's going to be a fun show. Hit it, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. Let's talk. Our guest today is a mixed martial arts legend who previously fought for Strike Force and King of the Cage before joining the UFC, where he has put on unforgettable fights for over a decade. He next fights April 22nd, taking on the man that beat Patty Pimblett, Jared Flash Gordon. His fighting style can only be described as poetry in motion, and it is both his fighting in the cage and his words outside of it that has garnered him millions of fans around the world including yours truly. He's been my favorite fighter for as long as I can remember, and it's an absolute honor and a privilege to have him here today. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Bobby King Green. Ah, holy. That was a dope intro. I like that. That hey, felt man. dope. You, <laughs> you deserve it, my friend. You deserve it. How are you, Bobby? Just finished training. Getting ready to kick some ass once again. Ten years strong. Can I keep up? Can I keep doing what I do every time I step in the cage, brother? Uh, of course you can, man. Putting on show after show. Bobby, people love you. And before we get into the podcast, I do have to say thank you so much to uh, a, a mutual friend now, Dechusta, who put us in touch with you. He says that you are a great guy. He says that you guys have been friends for a while and that you have always been an amazing person. Uh, man, choose a family friend. Thank, thank him for even connecting us. You know, be honest, I kind of like I stay away from like too much talking. Like I'm more of a doer than a talker. You know, sometimes I feel like I talk too much. I'd rather just be getting to action. But he said, "Hey, you really need to do this interview. This guy's been looking for you." And I'm like, "True, I'm gonna do this one for you." So here I am. I love that guy, man. I will always be a, a fan of yours and a friend of, of DeChusta's for sure. Um, you talk about always wanting to entertain, inspire, and motivate people. And, you know, I feel like you should know that you do. We got massive reaction to you compared to anybody that we've ever had on the podcast. People love you, Bobby, not just for your fighting style. Half the questions I got were about your fighting style, and half the questions I got were about you as a person and, and about you as a motivator. Um, before I get into the questions and stuff like that, I did want to show you uh, a few fan art that got submitted for you. Uh, oh, people yeah. pe people did stuff for you, so I wanted to show it. And, what? Uh, give, Let me take this up. Yeah, give respect. This one posted yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. This is cool. This is Pipe Angel art. That shit's sick. That is crazy, man. That's who? Pipe Angel art on Instagram. Pipe Angel? Like P-I-P-E? Yeah. Angel. Okay, I'm gonna look him up. That's sick. I need that in my house. I dude, I don't know how he does that. He's done that for a few people. It's like he's doing it with marker, right? Like all the lines and stuff with the marker. Man, that's that so is... fucking clean. I'm gonna tell him hit me up, man. I need yeah. that in my living room. 
<laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> right? uh, here, here is uh, some art done by our friends MMA Social Squad. There you oh, go. That's sick. Okay, okay. Look at this. Yeah, and he's got see the little kings, the little uh, chess pieces in the back there. That's pretty cool. Little. Uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. And then I did want to play. This was the video that uh, this was the video that we got sent in that we used for our promo. But here's here's what people do for you all the time. Hey, does anybody else who's ever been put down? Anybody who's ever been forgotten? They turn their back on you. You do this for me. Put your little fingers in the air and tell them I said fuck. Try to run, he got shot in the shoulder. Throwing up, you get put on the poster. Smoke at that nigga's up in the boulder. He tried to rush with me, but he ain't mobile. Have a perky, I hate when I'm sober. Ride with the knob on myself, I'm a loner. I'm a demon, all these niggas know this. I'ma start talking if niggas approach us. Bobby, it is crazy, man. The, the things that people do for you, they love you. You said that, uh, you know, you motivate and inspire people. And like you said, you don't do a lot of these things. You don't talk a lot. But why not, man? You are you are so motivational when you're in the cage, when you're at those fight weeks. You're always talking and you're always so positive in what you talk about. Why don't we see you more? Um, I'm like a bear in a cave, bro. I'm on my business, you know. I don't want to be in everybody's business. Um, I feel like uh, sometimes when you talk too much, you can maybe saturate yourself too much, you know. Um, I feel like when I do do an interview, I want it to be personal, you know. Like I came here personally for you. You know, I, I think this is the second interview I, I did this year. I probably won't do any more, you know, um, unless I'm forced to by the USC or somebody says, hey, I want to pay you to do it. You know, besides that, I'm like, man, I, I really don't do the interview stuff. It's just like, I don't know. Like some people, it's always some way to, for some hater to talk and say, well, he feels like this or he's like this and be judged. And I just stay in my cave. And sometimes they knock on and say, hey, I need you to come out and fight. And I just come out the cave and this is who I am. I go back in and mind my business, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like that a little bit. And then, like, uh, you know Young Boy is? Yeah. Yep, yep. NBA Young Boy. So something kind of like that, like, where I just feel like I'm doing something different. You know what I mean? Like, y'all can do the interviews. Y'all can do all that. I'm just more so just a quiet to myself, kind of like, just more reserved, you know? Uh, when it comes, I feel like it's, it's at least it's special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And actually, that's going to lead me into a question later. But you're so eloquent when you talk and you have so much positivity and you and you inspire people to do better and to be better. After the fight game is over, will we see a Bobby Green motivational speaking tour? Like what's after fighting for you? Because you're too good of a person to just fade away. Um, you want the honest truth? Yeah. Uh, what I believe, I think I'll just fade away. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, you know, I think I'll just fade away. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to much of that stuff, but I got too many other issues helping the people around me and getting those things in line. It's more so trying to figure out how I'm going to get us all across the finish line. You know, you know, I got so many different people. And I, like, I was born in foster care. No mom, no dad, just Mexican, black, white families. And so all these different people who come in my life, I want to make sure that I can help them in some way, push them in some way. And sometimes that may take some time and energy, you know, like, when I get done with this, I'm going to go help my dad. We're going to be going rebuilding his house and fixing these different things with his stuff, you know? And so that's my focus for the next few months. And then after that, then I'll, whoever needed help after that, that's what my attention is. So it's not my kids. If it's not my friends, if it's not my family, you know, though that's already enough as we speak. But as far as that stuff, I think I'm just going to fade away, bro. That, I don't know if that I sounds mean, bad or not. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's beautiful because 
that shows the kind of family man you are, the kind of personal person that you are. But man, I'll tell you, just keep doing those in-cage interviews and keep doing those in-cage motivational speeches because just those clips alone hit so hard to people, man. It, it, it makes people think so much. Yeah, I really you appreciate know? that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, uh, you spoke before. One, one of the quotes that I had from you that I can always remember is you said, uh, and today's world is way worse than the world you set it in, but you said you can't beat hate with hate. You can only beat hate with love. Speaking of that, I said that with my pop. He's right here. So what's up, pop? How you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? Jake Bainey. I'm great. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? I heard, okay, I heard his crazy story on the Joe Rogan podcast. Dude, you're insane. I, I can't even believe that story. And for people that haven't heard that or listened to that interview, check out that Joe Rogan interview. That was insane with you, my friend. Appreciate that. I, I can't believe what you went through. You know, it's crazy. I was in the sauna last night and some guy was like sitting next to me and we're kind of talking a little bit. And he's like, whoa. And I mentioned I'm a USC fighter. He's like, yeah. And he's like, man. Then he mentioned Joe Rogan. I was like, hey, I was on Joe Rogan. He's like, you were? So he's just like, okay. He's like, what's your name? I was like, uh, Bobby Green. He's like, wait a minute. You tell the one with the jail story? He's like, oh, that was one of the best stories ever. You know? So we got some timeless on Joe Rogan. That's really dope for, for me and my dad. Yeah, yeah, no, that was amazing. And that, the, the, I mean, the whole relationship that you have, right? And 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 hearing that story and hearing how that went through. I mean, that was that was some insane stuff. Is that all cleaned up now? Like, like, that's yeah, all behind good. it. All behind yeah. it. that's Everything. all behind it. We're good people, bro. We just happened to come into an unfortunate situation where we were just trying to purchase a car. We just came to purchase a car, and someone tried to burn us, and it got really out of hand. And it just turned ugly, you know, and, and the worst possible, you know, we lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. We lost time. We lost relationships. We lost a bunch of different stuff, you know, going through that war. Yeah. And it's only because of who of who Benny is that he was able to survive that kind of, in, well, survive that incarceration, right? Like being able to survive yeah. in that environment. I'll tell you, I was listening to that story and I was like, I think I would just be dead. Like, I don't even know how I would survive. They, that, you, I would not be able to survive that. And, and to think that there's probably a lot of people that go into that and do not survive. I think the really dope part about it uh, was that he was able to break it down for folks who don't understand the system, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand what happens behind those doors, you know? And so I just give them a little insight on, on how things are ran in there, you know, I thought it was really dope. Yeah, no, no, it was crazy. But going back to your quote about you can't beat hate with hate, you can only beat hate with love, can you expand upon that? Like, how, how does that make you feel? Or what are you meaning to say to people there? Um, I got a lot of flack behind that, you know, to be honest, is this is a time where Black Lives Matter was, was really at its highest. And here I am a black man and have a white dude next to me. And it's just like, I guess they took it as a bad look, you know? Um, personally, myself, I don't worry about, like I said, I'm in a cave. I don't worry about what's happening in the world so much. I just happen what's happening around me at this time. And so, and I was just trying to explain to people that if you come to me and you say, hey, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I go, hey, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> we're not going to get anywhere but two sides and no one's going to see either side of it, you know. And so if I can get your ear by just giving you a little love, which you didn't expect, you expect me to say fuck you back. So if I didn't say fuck you back and I was like, bro, and I said something different that you didn't expect, you'd be like, uh, now I got your ear a little bit. Now I got you here because I gave you some love, which you didn't expect. And so that's what I'm saying is, is beating 
uh, hate with love, you know, all you're going to do is make a fire worse by putting more gasoline on it. It's not going to change anything. But if I can take enough time to understand what you're going through and why you're saying what you're saying and then give you a, a, a different approach, then than just like be so, ah, 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 you know, at you, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, no. And I hear you because you I think you stay away from social media pretty much. Right. Like online comments, although although you did say one time I, I heard you in one interview saying that you do read the comments and like you take it. Like you, you I used to it. a lot, yeah. Yeah, I used to when I wanted to know what my critics were thinking, you know. I wanted to know, like, what am I going to give the audience? Because we're all selling products. And so I want right. to make sure the, the audience is being happy with the product. But one thing I realized in there is there's a lot of trolls these days where it's just not even about somebody being genuine sometimes. It's more so about, hey, I just want to say something stupid. Hey, I just want to be seen yeah. so I can just say something on your comments so I can be seen. It's not even trying to put something uh, constructive into the conversation, like, hey, this or that about the, about the actual fight. It's no, hey, he's stupid. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of times if I had listened to those comments, I probably wouldn't do the same things I'm doing now, you know? Um, like a lot of people told me I talk too much. They told me I do this and, and he's too much antics and, and they critique me a lot. So I understood it, but then I understand at the same time I have to know myself and what product I'm trying to give out and stay focused on that. Yeah. Your product is a good one, though, my friend. I know, I know. In the you know, the fact that UFC seems to really love you, right? And, and they I mean, I, okay, do they not? I, I mean, they did an origin story on you, which to to the people out there, if you have not watched Origins Bobby Green, go watch that on YouTube. That is kick ass. It tells your story in a beautiful way, heart wrenching but beautiful way. And you know, um, you you that talked was dope. That yeah, it was great. Yeah, you well, what I mean more so is like I feel like you were trying to say like I'm loved by millions and, and I push this positivity, you know. Um, my last few shows have been in the apex, you know, and I, I feel like I can't really get to a crowd and give them that message, you know. know. For one, yeah. two, my last two shows that I was in front of a crowd, like I was in Texas, they went nuts for me, and I wouldn't. I'm not from Texas. I've never been to Texas. Don't know anybody in Texas, and so I feel like I'm kind of getting this stardom. But I feel like the UFC doesn't want to give me the, the true start. And they're like, well, then he'll be the next Nate Diaz and where he has his own power and he has his own say-so and he can do and move how he wants to and demand his dollar amount. But, okay, well, okay, we're all in agreement that the Apex sucks. We hate it. <laughs> it's so stupid, Bobby. Like, people like you, there's no way they should be confining you to that Apex. It's ridiculous. Like, it, it does not make any sense. Uh, I think they might be getting away from it, pray. I mean, when they had this the slap fighting event on the same day as the UFC, they moved UFC to that other uh, venue in Vegas for one of the cards. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like a smaller crowd, but hey, man, it's a crowd. Like, you know, it, it's better than nothing. So, but okay. exactly. I, I think they I what you're saying about that. So, so, like you were saying about that, the, the Apex. And so I fought the last two fights in the Apex. Is it the last two? I think so. Yeah. But, um, I just felt like I wanted to give the crowd something special. If it's going to be Apex and I'm paying $2,000 for those tickets, you know, because they're expensive, you know, yeah. then I'm going to give them a special treatment. You know, the last fight, they heard everything I was saying. Like, they were really <laughs> into it. They were like, oh, like, we were fighting with Drew Dober, and he said something to me. Then I hit him, pop, pow. I was like, shut up. And the whole crowd said, oh, like, they heard it. They could hear everything I was saying, you know. And so yeah, it was yeah. a really entertaining show for them. They had a great time. <laughs> yeah, they, they got their money's worth and more just from the Bobby Green fight. That's for sure. Uh, 
you're always a good dude, man. With with your opponents, it seems like for the most part, you always are are quite friendly with them, even after the fact. I loved when you fought uh, Rafael Fiziev, and then you guys were shown out partying right after the fight. You guys go to war, and then out you are partying. I mean, is that just the kind of guy you are? It's the business is the business, and then it's and it's all friendly after. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I leave it up to the opponent on where they want to play with it. You know, I just match the energy. You know. And most guys don't really want to be like mean with me, so I just go, okay, cool. But I bring that energy, like I kind of fill you out, like, hey, are you giving me negativity? Or, oh, okay, then if that's what you want, then we can bring that negativity to you, you know. Um, but it's serious up until after we fight. It's like, all right, we fought each other. What more can we do to each other? We played <laughs> for 15 minutes. I tried to kill you. You tried to kill me. It didn't work. So let's just get over it, you know. Yeah. Um, it, with Jared Gordon, your next opponent. He's a guy that talks a lot about men's mental health and he's very into like helping people and, and motivating people similar to yourself. Is that something that you respect in Jared Gordon? Uh, that's something that perhaps after the fight you guys can bond over. I didn't know all that. I didn't know that. I don't know much about Jared, you know. Um, oh, okay. okay. I've, seen him, I've seen him on many, many cars. Like we've been in a lot of cars around each other. So I've seen him kind of like walking by and I see him like, oh, okay, potential. We could potentially come across each other. Here we are, you know, and, and that's dope for him that he's doing that, you know. Um, I had no idea. I don't really okay. focus too much to, to know. But, yeah, maybe okay. after the fight we'll talk and chop it up. Who knows? We'll just see how he plays it. Like I said, whatever Jared brings, I'm going to match his energy. Nice, nice. Uh, now, when I'm talking about the UFC liking you and, and, and respecting you, the reason I say that is because the fights that you always get, and we've been talking about this pretty much on the podcast recently, the fights that you get, Bobby, are always fights that seem to help uh demonstrate and promote your skills and your style like it's like they're giving you fights that they know the fans want they're like Drew Goldberg, perfect. <laughs> Do you hear what he just said Do you just hear what he just said my dad's eyes are big as this like right now like what are you talking about we have two different perceptions of what you see and what we see really so you may see it that way i may see it totally differently i see it as they're trying to chop us up okay I, I think that was thrown to the wolves to fight Vizev. I fought Vizev on short, like on like 20 something days notice. Yes. Like, don't think that these things were like, like you see it that way. No, I see it as them trying to get me to fight the young up and comer and him to make a name off of me. And even then, he was knocking everybody out. He's been finishing everybody. Me and Justin's the only guy he couldn't finish. And I felt like I whooped his butt up just like Justin whipped him up. But I feel like they're just trying to use those certain guys, the new guys, to beat up the old guys, you know? replace you so you see it that way as in bringing my style no i brought that out myself they were trying to say hey if you don't do this if you don't do this you're out of here all right all right, all right. yeah no wait hold, two different ways. hold on which one were you saying was the bad one the one that you called out are you saying the islam no Is no the... i'm saying the fizev oh the fizev yeah that was short notice too yeah but all Bobby, these guys but okay but as the number one bobby green fan on the planet I'm telling you, every fight that they give you, I'm always betting on Bobby Green. I'm always like, Bobby Green's going to whoop this dude. Like, there, there's never a fight that you're in that I'm like, this is one where Bobby's being fed to the wolves. That's because I don't think Bobby could be fed to the wolves. But I always so, am betting on Bobby, man. Like, your style, your ability. The fact that you're a wrestler, I guarantee you all these new UFC fans don't know that about you. Like, they don't understand I don't that that's your base you're actually a wrestler at at heart and a striker second that's ridiculous i i mean a ton of fan questions bobby came in 
how the hell do I become a striker like Bobby Green? Everybody wants to know that. You got to come train me. That's the only way I can, you can learn. You got to come train me. That's the okay. only way I can tell you. I can try to I can try to tell you, go do this, go do that. But no, only way you can learn this is by being around it. When you fade away, are you also going to open a little gym where people could hire you for your skills to learn how to fight like you? Uh, gyms are complicated. You got to deal with kids. You got to deal with unruly parents. My kid deserves this. My kid deserves that. It's just a lot, you know. So I don't know about a gym. A gym is complicated. Maybe if I had coaches that could run it and maybe I could just come in and say, hey, let's do a little of this. Touch it here, fine tune the, the best guys. I don't know. I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> I doubt me. Bobby, I will say we had on our podcast the other day, I know she trains in your area. I think you have the same coach, and I'm not sure which coach she's talking about, but Chelsea Chandler in the UFC, she trains out of California, out of Stockton. I I, I reached out to her because she was on our podcast, and I was like, do you train with Bobby Green? She goes, no, she, she, he has the same coach as me, but I haven't met him. You two are like two peas in a pod. She's got a badass attitude, a badass swagger. Uh, so she what? Chelsea Chandler. Of the Chandler. Chandler. Yes. Chandler, yeah. Chandler, Chandler. What's going to train out of? Oh, man, I don't know. I know she trains with, like, the Diaz brothers and stuff. And she okay, said okay. That, so she said like, that, no, no, I've never, never heard of a Chelsea, never met a Chelsea. Well, no, go no, meet no. her, man. She's a cool chick. She's yeah. a no badass. No disrespect to her. No disrespect to her. I just haven't, she hasn't booked in. She hasn't messed with me yet. No, <laughs> no You remember, you, when you, you've ever went with me, you're like, man, I went with Bobby Green. It's different from everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. But in terms of your relationship with UFC, they must love you in terms of like what you put out there, the content you put out there, the fact that you did step up against Islam on short notice. I mean, that's not an easy fight to take on and you did it. Um, Colby Covington recently said a statement and I was wondering how you would react to this. Colby Covington was saying, don't cross the boss. How do you feel like that? Don't cross, like, the, boss. Don't cross the boss. And he was speaking to like Leon Edwards when Leon was saying he's not going to fight who the UFC yeah, tells him yeah. to and all that. I feel like you're a guy that, hey, I've accepted all the fights. I've done what I do. You're a good company guy. What would you tell young and up and coming fighters in terms of that kind of statement? Don't cross the boss. How important is that? Interesting. Um, I would I would say more so do you. That's all I would tell somebody to do you. Um, and be grounded in yourself. I just let my work speak for itself. You know, where I'm at is where I'm at because of how much work I put in. It's not from talking like and getting my opportunity like dope, like a Kobe, you know, who uses mouthpiece to get him where he's at. He's a great fighter, not saying that at all. Yeah. But he used this other tactic to get him to propel him. Um, whatever works for you, works for you, you know? And I wouldn't tell anybody to do anything different but to be yourself and be genuine. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm glad that you have your dad there who is your coach, right? And another uh, another thing that you said in, in another interview that I was watching about you, you said, you know, that it's very important to have the right coach and team and that a good coach helps you in the cage and outside yes. of the cage. Yeah, my dad would tell me all the time when I was younger is that he's like, Bob, I'm not really worried about you inside the cage or what you do. I'm more so worried about what the fuck you're doing outside the cage. Are you smoking too much? You know, are you hanging out with the wrong people? You know, who's what, what are they putting into you? You know, into you mentally and, and and those things. You know, I think that's very important for a lot of us is 
when we sit down out of the cage, what are we doing? Are we just damaging our bodies? Are we putting bad things into our mind? Or are we actually staying on the on, on the hunt? Yeah. Um, it's so important for people to find good coaches. And it's not just about what they can teach you in the cage, too. It's about having that kind of relationship. And right when you start at a gym, you can see. You can see the culture in a gym. You can see the relationship that coaches have with people. And that's something you've got to look out for, right? Like, we have a lot of amateur fighters on this podcast, too, Bobby. And so we talk to them about stuff like that, about, like, okay, who's your coach? How are you finding your coach? And that's something that I think that people don't really realize is as important as it really is. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh. So there's a lot of people think they should go to a big gym, you know, and go get with the best and iron sharpens iron. That's cool too. But sometimes I need, I need a little more attention. And if you're paying attention to Michael Chandler and Dominic Cruz and blah, 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 you're not going to be looking at poor over or what's his name over there as much because you have to help the biggest fish. And so sometimes I think that that's where we get it mixed up with, with training is, or you get enough attention where those guys are watching you and say, hey, you're not moving the same. You're not moving right. You need to change this stuff. You need more pressure here. You know, those, those smaller things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Bobby, I want to ask you a question. Uh, before I get to just some fun questions that are some fan questions, just like quick questions, I want to ask you something that my mom would always ask me growing up. Because as I watch your Instagram and I watch your Instagram stories, sometimes it seems like you go, like, you have your mood. Sometimes you seem really happy. Sometimes you see down. Sometimes you see angry. And I, and I get, like, all different types of Bobby Green. But I want to ask you a question that my mom asked me, I don't know, almost every day growing up. On a scale, sure. of, on a scale of 1 to 10, Bobby, how happy are you? That's a great question. Can I ask you? Uh, let me see how I can answer that for you. I'm a man. And I have a choice to figure out how happy I am or not. Okay, that's where somebody's soft. That's what that's what it, that's what it sounds like. Your mother told you that someone with feelings. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 real men. We don't even get some time to check our feelings. Uh, I want to tell you, I'm tired of shit. I'm stressed out. I got a bunch of things going on. People calling and bugging. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. So no matter how happy I feel or not, I like you said, I'm going through these different things. But I like to show people that that life isn't just Oh, happy, happy. I'm so happy, happy. You know, no, you can't just be all happy. You can't be all good. You can't be all bad. I want to give you like a Tupac. Tupac would write a, a beautiful song like Dear Mama, and it could be really soulful and, and loving. And then you have another song, you know, killing, killing, and fucking, fucking, you know? And so we're, we're, we're both, you know? I want to show you a bit of both. I'm, I'm all over the place. And so when it's hot, when it's good, it's good, it's bad, it's bad, and, and being real and human. You know, some people go like, don't post that because people are going to get worried and people are going to be like, no, no, I need somebody else to know that I'm going through something just like you're going through something. We're all going through something. And and, and yes, I can be the strong guy and the, and, and the motivation guy, but I also am the guy who's still struggling and figuring it out too, brother. So I don't have the time to address how happy I am or how happy I feel. Maybe I can sit back sometimes and look at my work, but it's more so to be honest, only time I feel happy is when when I feel like I can help people. You know, when people can come to me and I gave them good, and I and I and because you're when you're a king, everybody wants to be the king. But at the same time, everybody's watching the king and going, "Oh, well, if I was him, I would have done it this way. Well, I would have spent my money like that. I would have spent it this way." 
I would have helped these people, not these people. I would have done this in this way. I would have been so cocky or arrogant. So you're being judged all the time. For me, it's just more so knowing deep down inside that I, I did it with, with dignity and integrity, you know? Whatever I'm doing, it's not like it's, it's with malice or it was just for my good. And so that's what brings me happiness is when I, I help somebody and I go, man, they look at me five people. Okay, let's put it this way. My baby mamas, okay? I got three baby mamas, one black, one white, one Mexican, okay? And so three different kids in three different places. Now, you kind of look at as uh, not stable, you know? Because you have these different situations. You don't have just one family and it's just like this, you know? And I had to show people over years, over time, who I am. And that gave me happiness more than anything. It was to show you over 10 years you can know watch me. You ain't seen me do nothing crazy. I've been there for my kids. I provide. I'm a loving dude, and, and that's more so what gives me happiness is anything. But I really don't have time to think about my happiness. I need to worry about other people's happiness. I, I mean, that's the perfect answer, Bobby. I mean, it's the perfect answer because you went all around on there. But the fact of the matter I'm trying is... I'm trying to it for men. It's like sometimes we, we get too caught up in our feelings. It's, man, we don't, get the, we don't get that courtesy to go, how do I feel? How do I feel like like man's health and my mental? Get the goddamn work and you'll start feeling better. Because you're gonna be so busy with this and, and you don't have time to be thinking about, I'm so, I got practice and I gotta go home and eat and then I get ready for this. I don't got time to worry about my feelings and I just don't. I got too many things to do. And so I can worry and get caught up in my feelings and now I'm depressed and sad. Or I can worry about what the what's in front of me that's gonna keep me busy to keep me changing people's lives and giving people different things that is way much better, you know, gives you more out in the end. Yeah. Bobby, it's the perfect answer, man. I like you, you took it a totally different angle than what I did as like an eight year old child, which I understand, but like you, you killed that answer, man. That, that's the right answer. And I think, I think that's a strong message that people need to understand too, because we are talking about like the trolls and the people online and people saying shit just to make people angry. Right. That's them just acting stupidly. Like they're not, internalizing not thinking about hey i don't have time to just goof around with my feelings i've got to be focused i have to be determined i have mm -hmm. to do accomplish right so yeah yeah man, you have a dad too mom and dad yeah oh well both passed away but yeah i'm yeah. sorry sir i'm sorry no 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 that's okay yeah but both good people i'm just saying like your father probably didn't ask you that question right no never are you kidding me no exactly not once yeah 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 and we just do it we just yeah. do it we don't we're not like we're gonna be feeling the worst and the shittiest we just do it yeah yeah just do yeah. it yeah yeah no i hear you bobby all right i don't want to take too much of your time i appreciate you so much i'm gonna to get to some fan questions so these can just be quick ones just bang out like one word two word answers don't worry about it uh, let's get to, are there any, M <laughs> there's boring questions and then there's some decent ones. Are there any MMA fighters who you'd like to train with, but haven't gotten the chance to that's coaches MMA. Um, Dominic Cruz and Stylebender. Those are my three favorite fighters. Nate Diaz, the Stylebender, Dominic Cruz. I've trained with Nate. I haven't got the other two. Nice, nice, man. I like that. I like I like the Dominic Cruz call up. That's a good one. Uh, so I want to see who got the best feet work. Let's see. Don, you can move. I can move too. Let's see if you can do this. You know, we got a, a footwork battle. 
Yeah, yeah. We just need Dominic Cruz to get in like bulking season for about seven years, and then uh, then he can take (laughs) on a Bobby Green. Uh, At Jamboree, would you like to be included into the UFC Hall of Fame now or long after you've done your fighting career, giving you time for your return to be more special? I like that. Would I rather be in the Hall of Fame now or later? Yeah. Like giving it time so that like, you know, your memory is kind of gone a little bit. And then, so then when you're inducted, it's like, boom, Bobby Green, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Would I be in now or later? Uh, it really doesn't matter too much now or later. I don't know. It wouldn't matter too much. Either. Like, shit, I don't know. Uh, if I have to answer the question, I would say, yeah, I guess give me my flowers later when I'm done. I guess give me something to show up for but i'll probably fatten and and, and looking <laughs> shitty as fuck so i'm gonna take it now there we go okay yeah, yeah, yeah. fat eating a bunch of food you're like now we make fun of patty i'm like god what happened to that guy <laughs> what yeah. happened to bobby did he eat bobby yeah 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 uh next one is from mma excess uh you've been booked to fight jim miller several times as well as jorge masvidal when can we see you fight for the BMF title? <laughs> Man, that is that's a good fight. That is on my to-do list. Me and Hori were supposed to fight each other, and the winner was going to get the strike for his belt title shot, you know, when he was down at 155. But now we're in two different weight classes. I feel like they need to make a BMF belt for the 155ers, and I'll, and I'll hold on to that one, you know? Um, Jim Miller. Jim Miller's my curse. Jim Miller's my curse. I was supposed to fight him the first time I blew my knee out. The wow. second time I made weight, and they said they all caught me on two weeks' notice. I cut 30 pounds in two weeks. I made the weight, but after making weight, my body just shut down. I went to the hospital for like four days. My kidneys failed, my liver, um, I mean, one of my lungs collapsed. It was fucking nuts. Then the third time, I get popped for this stupid shit I got from Walmart. So he's my curse. But I'm thinking that in UFC 300, me and Jim Miller have a date that me and him agreed to. At UFC 300, I will see you there. It will be the battle of the longest standing fighter. And that's one. I'm going to take it on. I guess I'm going to run on with the most amount of fights after that. Nice. Good, man. I like that call. Um, Now, you said somewhere else that when you're at 175, I guess, like not while you're in training camp or whatever, at 175, you're talking about how much power you have, how much strength you have. When you cut down to 155, what do you get back up to by the time the fight is? Um, I'll say 68, 70. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, 68, yeah. 70. All right, all right. Uh, let me get to some other fan questions. Uh, ba, 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 ba. What are, okay, well, no. Do you listen to Young Drummer Boy, Chuck's Taylor, 88? Young drummer boy. Does nobody know what this is? I don't know what this is. I thought this was something people would know. Maybe this guy's plugging his own band. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who was your toughest fight? Martinello. What was my toughest fight? Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could say they're all different, bro. Everybody's different, you know? It's like asking you, you know, what was worse, breaking your arm or breaking your leg? They both really hurt, you know? They both really hurt, but yeah. they were just different. It was like, all right, this one I couldn't walk. This one I couldn't turn. I couldn't grab anything, <laughs> you know? So they both really suck, but they're different in different ways, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I would say 
when I was coming up, my hardest fight would was uh, Tim Means. Yes. Tim Means Tim and I fought each other for the King of the Cage title. I fought him on short notice again. Um, and I got my nose broke. The first punch of the fight, got a concussion, and, and, and it was a mess. But then, like, I would say they're all different in different ways. Like, uh, when I fought uh, uh, Tiago Moises, Tiago Moises hit me right in the eye, and I was blind for two rounds. So I had to fight for two rounds blind out of one eye. So it was like, that was a hell of a thing to deal with, you know? Um, they're all different in different ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. There's some fights where I fought, like, where, let me see who else. Uh, Barboza kicked my quad off my leg, where I literally had this gone off the, off my, my, literally gone off the bone. And so, totally different things to fight through. So, your eye or your leg, you can't really walk with it, or there's so many different predicaments you can be put in, and they're all different in different ways. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Hype or Die asks, any advice on improving your boxing? Not yours, improving his boxing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you like Chael Sonnen told me. If you want to learn how to go fight, go get in the fight. If you want to learn how to go box, go box, you know? Go box. You'll get better at it. It'll just, it'll happen, you know? The problem is I see a lot of guys hitting bags, but I'm like, a bag don't hit back, you know? You better go hit somebody that hits back and, and get good at those things, you know? I, I rarely hit the bag more than I'm going to hit a person, you know? Being in real life in real time and doing these things in real time as close as it, as it is to the fight. So if you want to be really good at boxing, go do boxing and, and do a lot of boxing. You'll get really good at it. The problem is, is people want to go, well, I'm doing, I'm doing speed bag and I'm doing the heavy bag, and they're not really sparring, you know, and they're doing mix. But I'm like, yeah, that's not going to get you really good at boxing if you're like going to be a real good boxer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Do it. Uh, UFC fighter Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. He's the guy that sings our, or he's the guy that does our I know intro. Bam Bam. Yeah, he's the guy that does our intro song. Uh, he's been on this podcast seven times, Bobby. So you've got to get Bam, on the Bam 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 intro? Yeah, Bam yeah. Bam Barbarino. Yeah, he's my, he's my good friend, man. Uh, he, Bam's he, a wild guy. He's insane. Yes. He wrote in just to say, I'm just a fan, Bobby. Keep being great. So I wanted to shout out Brian Bam Bam. Uh, Bam Bam. Hey, shout out to you, fucker. You keep being <laughs> fucking nuts and win those fights of the night. That guy's crazy. <laughs> he is. Uh, do, 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 do. Hold on. Let's get a couple more. Big fans from Australia. Uh, John Gunn, if you could fight anyone in the UFC, who would it be? Patty Pimbleton. All right. Smack that guy. We would all love it. What do you not like about that? I mean, there's so many things to hate about him, Bobby, but what do you not like about him? Um, I just think that I can't send a spoiled kid, you know? You haven't worked for it yet. You haven't earned the respect yet. And, and, and you, you're, you're Mr. The Baddie. If you're bad, come fight the real bad. Come fight the real, the realest. You know, like, we don't respect you because you haven't shown that fortitude yet that we, that we can give you, uh, you know? And even when you lost your last fight, you come back and you say all this different stuff. And all you had to say was, hey, the judges the judges said it this, this way. And you leave it at that. But no, I won. And, and all the things he's saying, it's like, 
you you sound like a, a, a an un like a spoiled kid, you know. Instead of just being grateful and humble that you that somebody's behind you, you got a whole machine behind you, and you don't realize it. You know, if I had that machine, it'd be totally different. Yeah, yeah. That's why they won't give me a Patty Pilton fight. Those guys, he's getting all the right fights. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say. I mean, as a guy that comes into the cage so styled with your cool beard, Bobby, I thought you were gonna say that you hated his hair the most. Yeah. Oh shit! Don't even get me on the hair. Yeah. Don't even get me on the muffin top. That guy, that guy got a bow cut. Like he sits a bowl on his head and just. Yeah. <laughs> sense. You think someone would tell him by now? Like, oh, fucking do something with that hair. <laughs> All right, last two questions, Bobby. I really appreciate this, my friend. Uh, Golden Mendingo asks, "Who are two fighters that ducked you?" Two fighters that ducked me? Hmm. <coughs> hmm. I don't see. So when you say duck, like those be guys, like, I don't know, like, be honest, I'm going to try to break it down for you if I can break it down. I don't get, like, any of the guys I asked for. So if you want to say that was a duck, but I just never get a response. I never get anything like that, you know? And so. I think I would say the Irish Dragon. I called him out, and at least he responded. He was just like, "Oh, you should go fight." And you should go fight. You know, I called Eddie Alvarez out. He's like, "Nah, you should go fight." And you should go fight. Those are the only two guys that ever respond. So I would call those two ducks. Eddie yeah, Alvarez. because they because those guys knew you were calling them out. Yes. Right. They they verbally told you they know you're calling them yes. out, but they're still not taking the fight. Yeah. Everybody else, I just heard crickets. They never said nothing. They never. They never act like they didn't see it. They were just like, "What?" <laughs> And so I wouldn't know if that's a duck because I didn't never got a response back. But Eddie said you should go fight somebody else instead of me. And Irish Dragon was like, I see you, but no. Nah. <laughs> you you think Brady Bunch? I don't know. You think that these UFC fighters would be like, this is like a guaranteed fight of the night, even though I'm gonna get destroyed by Bobby Green. I'll take the extra fifty G's. You know what? No, 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 no. See, I know, I know it makes that sense, and that, and, and that's to you too, but. But some people don't want to go into the unknown. You know, the unknown. Yes. I want to know that I got a win coming to, to, to some people. You know, this is not the a tank full of killers. I know that's what you guys perceive it as. No, it's really high school kids. And it's the cool kid. It's the dorky kid. It's the, the jock. And some guys want to get down and he'll get down with anybody. But that guy there, no, he's picking and he's choosing and he's scared. It's like that type of dance, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, two two more questions. Last one. Uh, second last one. Would you rather box Jake Paul or bare knuckle fight Mike Perry? Mike Perry called me out for a fight. He wanted to fight me when he thought I was out of the UFC. I was like, man, Dude. I've been calling you out for a minute. And now you're talking shit, and you're not even in the UFC. I'm not out the UFC. I wish I'd have socked you when you came when you were still in here. Um, that would have been incredible. No, Jake Paul's ass would get it. Okay, I gotta sober up all those guys that think that they're the realest. You know, they are not real. I've been doing this since day one. We real. We recognize who the real are. You know, real recognize real. I can see you and go, oh, okay. You know, but they're just like. It's the, they got it with that boxing thing where I'm picking, I'm choosing. Nobody I fought in, I got to pick, okay? I've never picked anybody. They just come and I say, yes, I've never picked, okay? 
I, I, one time I said, I'm going to give them a list of, of 10 people. Pick any of them. 15 people. None of those guys on the list came back. Okay? So I've never got the pick. Uh, I have a question, actually. Knowing you've got this boxing background uh, and talking about BKFC, if they came to you down the line and offered you like a nice contract deal for a few fights, would you consider doing it? When when you're done with UFC, yeah. when you're about- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let <laughs> me check this out. I saw a fight one time. I fought this guy named Crazy Horse. Yeah, I yeah. Saw I saw Crazy Horse fight on BKFC, and he was fighting the guy right, and he hit the guy. And he fell down. He broke his hand. He's like, ah, ah. They're getting the 10 count, right? He gets back up. He hits him with the other hand. Bow, ah, he goes back down again. Ah, ah, you know? And so it's like, that's where you go when your fight career is over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when it's over. And I have to get played like a lot of money to do something stupid as that, you know? That's <laughs> fucking stupid, you know? And to be honest, it's... It, it, it ruins guys' faces, you yeah, know? It ruins their faces. It ruins their hands. It's a terrible thing to do, you know? I don't want to put a down on anybody doing that. If the money's right, go get it, bro. I mean, no, 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 not to you guys. We'll get y'all money. That shit yeah. is nuts, you know? That shit's nuts. I'd rather just go sit down and work a nine-to-five, keep it real. Unless you're going to get some crazy money, you'll see me in a warehouse. Just, I'll be in a warehouse with stacking boxes or something, you know? Maybe before I'm doing that stupid shit. Yeah, uh, Brady Bunch. Before we let uh, Bobby go, is there anything? Is there any last words that you wanted to give to uh, Bobby? So you know what? I'm debating asking this question, Bobby. I'm gonna ask it. Uh oh. No, uh oh. No, uh, but a lot of what you were saying. First of all, I want to thank you. Uh, and first of all, your story. Up oh, real quick. I actually I went back to school. I used to teach in New York City. Taught a lot of kids from the foster care system. Uh, one of my idols grew up foster care system uh, wow. and I actually went back to school I'm currently working as a counselor for an agency that like helps get older kids adopted or even young adults uh, so like just your story is a story that I occasionally share with some of these kids I meet uh, so I appreciate you for that because uh, I know I've, a lot of these kids need some type of role model or someone that can keep them going uh, with some of the yeah, bullshit. maybe you can pass me through to them. You know, if, if, if maybe I can give a word or two to advice coming from you where I come what? from and help Korea. out. You know, you know what? Maybe I'll reach through Timmy B and he'll reach out to your homie because uh, I, I I've got some awesome plans of maybe starting a not for profit and looking for some ambassadors to help like promote. Uh, so I just let's do throw it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing. All right. And here's the thing. No judgment. Uh, but some of what you were saying, I felt like I needed to hear today. I'm clearly different. I'm I'm non-binary. Uh -huh. I'm also technically trans. I'm sure that confuses people. Uh, uh -huh. But I also fight. But I'm I'm different than a lot of the narrative that's out there. I kind of got into this ridiculous, silly organization, and now I'm back tra training full time. Uh, but like I've been getting so much hate, and as this person who doesn't really fit into a box, I only want to fight cisgender men people that have the same DNA as me, or other trans athletes. Uh, and I actually just had a boxing match against another like trans boxer uh, earlier this month. I get so much hate 
more than ever with like the media and all that stuff. Like you, I've been debating, do I like bounce away from social media? Do I stop reading comments? Something I noticed is it doesn't matter who I'm fighting. I'm going to be attacked with the same nonsense. Uh, yeah. But like I'm trying to push the message that like, and this is something I've been pushing for for a while. Like I want to see like, rather than people hating on everybody, I'm pushing for like trans versus trans fights i'm pushing for like i can respect that all right and that's basically that that's what i wanted to ask like do you think i think the world just i think the world would stop fighting so much if they just created a lane for athletes like me i know there's some people from my community but as you know communities are divided that would hate me for even talking this way uh but no like and what i wanted to say is uh going back to the hate i receive my method is often kill them with the kindness back sort of what you were saying uh, mm -hmm. And it's amazing how I've made people that hate my guts. I've turned them into fans just simply by like responding with some kindness. And like over time, guess what? We don't have to agree over on Over time, yeah. Right? But they see the human side, right? It's no longer like a, a headline of what I am, right? Uh, so I wanted to just thank you for that. And I also wanted to pick your brain. Uh, I'm always curious like if actual pro fighters like you would support the idea of like a trans division and all that. Uh, Fuck yeah, bro. I'm behind that. You know, like I don't hate on nobody. If that's what you do, that's what you do. You know, no disrespect or at all. I, I, I love that idea. You know, um, I would be against maybe a male fighting a female sometime. You know what I'm saying? Like that. But to do that, what you're talking about, I think that's dope. You know what I mean? I think that's dope. All about fair matchmaking, right? Like, uh, I even, we're even. You know, so like, as long as it's even, right? I think part I don't of the problem feel like there's an advantage somewhere. That's all I'm the part of. I want to say that it's even, you know? I agree, right? And I think the reason I just wanted to bring it up is the message I get a lot when I share this is people are like, you're such a minority. And what I try to express to people is there's so many people like me that actually agree with me from my world. Uh, it's just we're not getting, our voices aren't being listened to. Uh, so yeah, right. I'm all about. And it's a small uh, crowd, bro. You have a small crowd, so it's hard to to get that. But yeah. it seems like you guys keep building every day. You guys are getting there. One day you will have your own league. I promise you that. I think you will. It will be a league for you guys. I promise you that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that crazy curveball of a question. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm a fan. Timmy B, as you know, is a fan, and this was an awesome interview. Uh, yeah. No, we learned we learned so much, Bobby, about you, and and I like your takes on things, and I really appreciate having the opportunity to speak with you. Um, before we let you go, and before I end with one last question, is there anything that you want to say to fans, friends, viewers, and listeners of the show, or and, and fans of yours? Man, if you're watching, I just want to say you guys, thank you so much for being a part of my journey, you're watching me through all this stuff. It means so much, you know, because to be honest, like the fact that you just even watched my fight means the world you know i'm not gonna act like like i'm bigger than that or anything like that just the fact that somebody wants to watch or cares about me is amazing and i'm so thankful you know i'm so thankful and that's all i can say is thank you for being a part of this i'll keep trying to do the best i can to impress and keep you guys watching <laughs> That's right, Bobby. And uh, last question that got submitted. I didn't really like this one. I wasn't going to ask it, but this was uh, the question says, for Timmy B, are you happier today interviewing Bobby Green or on your wedding day? And this is from my wife submitted this question, Bobby. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> your wife! I, I mean... Holy crap! 
I thought you were going to say some random fan. It's like, yo, girl, hit you up with this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is a trap, Bobby. This is a trap. I don't like this question, you know? But, uh, I, Bobby, as much as I love you, my wife, I love her the most. And, of course, my wedding Thank you. You better say that. You better say that. Don't say that, bro. You better say that. Don't get in trouble. You got to go lay down with her. You got to go lay down with her. Don't get, don't get killed. Yes. No, no. We were having, we're having that guy, Timmy B. He was a great <laughs> interviewer. I was sweating. I was sweating, Bobby. Uh, Bobby Green, Bobby, you are the absolute greatest, man. You did not disappoint. I'll tell you, like I said, my whole life for over 10 years, I've been watching you. You are my favorite fighter in the whole world, Bobby. I can't wait to see you fight uh, your next fight, your next, your next. I can't wait for you to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. All the good things that are that are due in your life, Bobby, and to you and to your family. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. The world appreciates you, Bobby. Know that all the time, that people love you. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Man, thank you so much. I didn't know that you were looking for me, and it was so an, it's an honor to be here, you know what I mean? I didn't even know, man. And sometimes you didn't even know that something's right around the corner, and you you made me feel special, bro. You really did. Like I don't even fucking think nobody watches or cares about this shit, you know? I'm just doing it, and if you're watching, you like it, you like it, you know? It just, I'm just doing it, and I'm leaving it for somebody to watch at me when I'm gone, you know? Yeah, man. No, you're awesome, dude. Thank you so much, Bobby, for coming on the podcast. Well, hopefully we'll talk again one day. But uh, if we don't, just know that we're always got your back. We're always in your corner, my friend. And get yeah, this appreciate way. that, brother. Uh, right. See you later, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. That was cool. Oh, dream come true. I, I'm going to end this podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. I'm going to cancel this podcast for the rest of my life. There's not, no moment will get better than this for me, Brady Bunch. I, I, I can't explain to you this was such a cool moment for me. So uh, he was a cool dude. Hold on. Hold on. I think he's the here. Talent. Hold on. Hold on. What are, what are you saying? You were gone. What are we saying? I said, I want to see you be the next Ariel. I truly believe you have the talent. Yeah. Fucking go. I got it. I got it, Bobby. I'll do my best. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> see ya. You got to make that into a promo. <laughs> oh, my God. I could see him talking because you know what happens? Like when, when, when I remove them, just so it doesn't look awkward while they're moving their screen, I bump them to the, like, it, it just moves them to the bottom. But then I saw him talking into the camera. So I was like, oh, shoot, I got to bring him back. Uh, Brady Bunch, what a cool moment. Holy yeah. moly. What a cool moment. I love that guy. Uh, the way he answered all the questions. Very surprising. I thought I was going to lead him into that he loves the UFC and that they do have a really good relationship and that he does get the fights he wants. And that, you know, because uh, I didn't want to bring it up while he's on the podcast, but if you watch his other interviews, he talks about how the UFC paid for his brother's funeral, like out of nowhere, they did that for him. Like he does seem to have a good relationship, um, but he took it a different way. He took those a little bit different. You know what though? I feel like this, this is my opinion. I feel like the answer, like the direction you were going in his direction, it's like somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the UFC does like him. And of I think he's right in the sense that they're using him as like, yes, you're one of our sacrificial lambs. We're going to see how this goes out with this young blood, right? But we do like you. And that's why we will. like. Yeah, but he doesn't lose, right? Like he's not, I mean, he like he's beating the dudes. That's yep. the pro like that that's the thing. I mean, he 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 beats them and he beats them. And and then even when he loses, did he really lose? Like no. right. we look at we look at Fiziev, who was like the next big thing, next title challenger. Bobby was this freaking close to beating him. I mean, like the wind blows a different way, and Bobby wins that fight. Like it was that close. I mean, the fights that Bobby loses, 
are almost all fight of the night, like which means he's in there. I mean, that Drew Dober fight, good God. It's like two people standing with a gun just shooting point blank at one another. I mean, it was insane, that fight. So uh, Bobby Green, always one of my favorites. If, guys, if you are here at, in the podcast because of Bobby Green, thank you so much for coming. Please, as, as Brady Bunch said at the beginning, follow and subscribe to us, especially on Spotify. I want to try and start driving our Spotify um, subscriptions. Even if you're watching on YouTube all the time, which, which is great, just go on Spotify and, and follow us. Just give us a follow on there, even if you never watch it. Just follow us on there because getting the numbers up really helps us. Um, I do want to thank, you know, some, some, uh, friends of the podcast update that we always do Brady bunch, uh, our podcast network that we're on rageworksnetwork.com. Go check us out there. Check out lots of other, uh, podcasts. If you are listening to the only audio version, this was a very interesting video version because Bobby was pretty much naked. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point where he was kind of leaning back. I was like, Oh, this might get, uh, for work, but, uh, uh, Rageworks Podcast Network. Uh, coming up this Friday, March 30th, Daniel the Predator James. We had him on the podcast a few weeks ago. He fights his main event fight at Bellator on uh, Friday, March 30th. Also on March 30th, make sure you're watching on Fight Pass, BFL, Battlefield Fight. That's where Alana Cook, the Alanimal fights. Uh, both of those are the greatest people. Holy cow. Brady Bunch, we've been very lucky with our guests. Great people. Right? Like great people, like great personalities. Yes. Um, Bobby, I knew was going to be Bobby. I mean, I hoped, but Bobby was Bobby. He was wonderful, happy, you know, outgoing. I will tell you, I was listening to the Alanimal podcast back just yesterday. She was extremely likable. Yes. Like, if you listen to that podcast and you're not immediately a super fan of hers... I, there's something wrong with you, like mentally wrong with you, because she is so lovable. Like it was crazy. I I, I, I just think she was great. And I really hope for all her success. Um, our good friend, Ray Roland, the Slim Reaper, he fought at Up Next Fighting uh, last weekend. He gets another beautiful victory. That dude is now on a two fight win streak. Amateur fighter fights for Up Next. He is the next big thing. Go follow that dude. He is such a cool dude. I'm so happy for you, uh, Ray Roland. Good job, my friend. Uh, next week on the podcast, I'm not 100% sure because I'll tell you, Brady Bunch, I was just so focused on this Bobby Green interview. I don't, I didn't even, I forgot that I needed to book guests for the following weeks. But uh, I think, I think we're having the Queen of the South, Kate Backich. She is an English uh, MMA fighter. She just won her fight with Cage Warriors. Uh, with a massive promotion, um, and she fights out of Great Britain top team. So, Kate Backich, we hope to see you next week. Queen of the South, go check her out. She's awesome. Brady Bunch, we're almost at the hour. So, I mean, I don't know if we even bother talking about anything else. I was going to talk about 1FC and, and just some of their uh, social media drama, um, but we can leave that for another day. How are you? Everything good with you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, this was... I just enjoyed this interview so much. It was actually really cool. Um, what did you, did you think he was going to be like that? Did you think he was going to be different? Like, no, I kind of expected him to roll in the way he did, which is why I enjoyed it so yeah? much. Like, I felt like yeah, really, okay, okay. And hearing him say, "I think this is one of like two interviews he's done <laughs> this year," right? So cool, and I mean it. Like, I'm yeah. inspired. Just like I think it was Alexa Culp with the foster care stuff, like. Mm -hmm. I love I love that he was like, yo, reach out. I'm really thinking of reaching out. Yeah. To 
um like uh, yeah his talk about the love i kind of dig even though i'm a mental health counselor right his talk about like happiness yeah uh what i was going to chime in about is i would say that i think a lot of the best female fighters <laughs> have that mentality he was talking about where you know they don't feel bad for themselves they got their eyes on the prize and they don't waste yeah. time focused on so much emotion uh okay. you know uh so i kind of liked some of his shake it off walk it off type talk right uh yeah so you know like i do uh believe men should be able to cry and show some emotion but i get it when you're fighting in such a setting it's a different it's a different ball game but I feel no, but I feel like he kind of was talking not in circles, but he kind of hit on everything because he was saying, hey, look, there are high moments. There are low moments. Right. It, I think what he was saying is you don't have the time to focus. Like if you are a motivated and focused individual, you don't really have time to focus on how you're feeling. You can't quantify that as a number. But he was saying, no, 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 I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm all over the place. But then he got to the point where he said, well, I'm at my happiest when I'm helping people. And I'm like, okay, so, but that kind of is the answer too, right? So, yes. So like the way I thought about it, I basically thought of the same way you did. I felt like, yes, happiness comes and goes, right? But I also got like, he largely was like, yeah, if I were to stop and think about my life <laughs> during a training camp, <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I may, that emotion may come out. Right. And right. that's where it's like, no, you toughen it out in that sense. But yes, you're right. He brought it full circle where he's like, where I really get my happiness is when I'm helping others, which I can relate yeah. to. Actually. Yeah. 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 No, I know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. You know, it's funny because uh, do you watch these podcasts back? Like, do you watch them back? I either listen or I watch. What, listen or watch? I find that I get a lot more out of it when I listen to it back, like, than being in the moment. Sometimes, I think because I'm worried about the next question sometimes or I'm trying to think about where I need to go or I'm trying to watch you on the screen to, to say like, okay, is Brady Bunch trying to catch in here or something? Um, so sometimes I think, I like doing this now though on the podcast, kind of like uh, post, post, yeah, like a, like a post-mortem on the podcast, you know, like I like, I like talking about it. But yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot that I'm going to listen back to this podcast and be like, oh, that was, that's something. That was, you know, that was a moment, right? Yes. Uh, something that you learn from or something so yeah no bobby green holy cow i'm i just i can't believe it started this podcast a little over two years ago never in my wildest dreams would i have ever spoken to bobby green and when i started the podcast i also had no idea that he does so few interviews i didn't know that he doesn't do that so yeah. aside from the fact i would have never thought um oh, i do i do have one other photo i gotta show hold on this one's cute as hell uh, this is a little panda baby. This is Julia Avila, the raging panda. We had her on our podcast long ago before she was pregnant. Here's her baby. Adorable. Eris. And it's so cute. I'll tell you, if you follow the raging panda, she's been taking her baby Eris to coach with her at like jujitsu tournaments and stuff. And so she's carrying Eris as she's screaming instruction. And then here she was uh, posting saying that coach Eris is going to corner her first MMA fight. So that's gotta be the youngest MMA coach in the world. I'm pretty sure, but I love it. cute as hell. Look at that uniform. Look at that outfit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know what, uh, what else is going on? The fights, I don't um... know. I'm not even going to be able to think straight for the next couple days at least. Well, you, you know what's coming up? I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Masvidal's Game Bread Boxing, April 1st. Yes, yeah. Right? And, yeah. I may actually try to watch it. Uh, like, wait, what do you mean? Like, you're going to be there? No, no, no. I'm hoping it streams. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to yeah. be something. Uh, B. Nguyen is fighting on that. She's boxing. B. Nguyen, the, the former 1FC yeah. MMA fighter. She's the manager of... Was it... Uh, Maya. That's who it was. Uh, that she's the manager of Maya. Um, she is. Uh, she's fighting. Yeah. So, so that's a good fight on that card. I don't know who else is fighting. I just know B. Nguyen is fighting. Um, yeah, what's his face? Roy Jones Jr. Oh, yes. Roy Jones Jr. versus Showtime Pettis. Yes. Yes, yes. That's right. That's the big fight for that card. And I feel um, like, you know what? I'm going to look it up because I feel like it's pretty. I feel like there's some a lot of familiar names. that. That's the only reason why I think I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, and sorry, it's Mia, not Maya. Mia Graw. Mia Graw. We had her on. She was episode one hundred and three. So yeah, Mia Graw. She was awesome too. Um, yeah, we've been lucky with yes, pretty much. I'll tell you. Uh, coming up on the podcast, I think we have another UFC fighter, and then a couple of other fighters, some coaches. So we're gonna go all over the place. We're gonna keep this ball rolling. You know who's fighting actually? <laughs> Aldo. Is fighting on this card oh jose aldo is boxing right yeah. right right yeah yeah uh against jeremy stevens but you are right oh, yes i do love jeremy stevens yes uh, so you know what you're right i have a feeling listen the momentum's going we got all these awesome awesome guests like you were saying uh i have a feeling we're just gonna get some cooler well i shouldn't say cooler and bigger names <laughs> yeah yeah everyone's fucking cool Okay, no, hold on. I think we did this at the end. I think maybe off air we did this. Because uh, for people of the podcast, fans of the podcast, Brady Bunch and I will talk for like at least half an hour to an hour after the podcast ends. Yeah. And then so many times I think, oh, we should just keep recording, which is what I'm doing now. Who cares? I'm not going to stop it. Uh, who? Okay. To me, Bobby Green, that was probably the biggest guest I could ever hope for or ever want. Last week you were saying there were some people that – that you would like really die for yeah who would who would be like okay so okay we've got bobby green check that box that's for timmy b who's the, who's the brady bunch box that we got to check you know what so i feel like this is my problem i name a lot of retired fighters yeah 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 so i would love to interview like gsp uh yeah. the diaz brothers right but when we talk yeah. about like the current stock we could get John Jones. No, no I'm not having John Jones on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I would love to get some female superstars. Uh, like, imagine if we got Bullet on here to talk about her last loss. Uh, yeah. Imagine, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, of course, Conor McGregor. I don't think we'll ever be able to pull it off, but <laughs> just the fucking noise that would create. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, but I mean like that you would really be interested to talk to, like someone that you think would be truly interesting to have a conversation with. Izzy. Yeah? I think it would be interesting to interview Izzy. Talk about think... like his current feelings around his upcoming fight. Everything. History. Yeah. Yeah. Ta I don't know. See, see, it's funny because you're going all for champions, right? I always find the I, I always, I, well, it just turns out, I always find like people that aren't champions are more interesting. Like, to me, like Tai Tuivasa, yeah, would be a weird one. Like, I wonder how that dude is. Uh, 
But if I'm thinking about people that I've loved forever, Kelvin Gastelum, I mean, I met him in real life and we had a good conversation. So, I mean, I feel like that box kind of has half checked off for me, you know? I would love to get a Holly home on for an interview. All right, hold on. We're well past the time now. We're at 107. Doesn't matter. We're still recording. Holly uh, Holmes comments. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go there right now. No. Yeah. I okay. I will say on on the Holly Holmes comments, the comments were like 50-50 in terms of people took it one way versus taking it another versus and then and then another group didn't even understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. So that was interesting. But yeah, Holly Holm, you would want to have her on though after all that. I would love to see if she's willing to actually talk about what she's talking about. I don't think I don't think she's released any statement since, right? They did have the post interview where she like No, where she explained a little bit. Yes. But, but that, that but that's prior to her probably realizing it was causing all the drama online. I don't think she cares. She's a preacher's daughter. No offense, people. <laughs> but what is that? I don't even know what that means. I don't know how much of that is like a nickname versus like. No, I think she's literally, I think her father literally was like a preacher. No, I know. But oh. <laughs> in, in those bumpkin states, isn't like every third guy a preacher probably? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's not like. We're not. We love people from all 50 states. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't mean bumpkin state, like bumpkin town, you know, like, you know, like some small town, whatever. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We love everybody. Okay. But you know uh, what? Real quick. So you got to reach out to her then because. She'll ignore me. That's the no. problem. No, 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 no. Hold on. You, you, you've got a following. You've got numbers. Here's the truth. Holly and I once bumped into each other face to face years back in Brooklyn. We stood this close at a street okay. corner. It was a really okay. good experience. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think she'll be like that Erin Tuffhill or whatever her is, who makes lots of comments, claims she's all about freedom of speech, claims whatever. And then when I asked her to sit down, avoids, claims she'll only meet me at a bar or only meet me at an event she's yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Uh, okay, but hold on. Okay, but can you just do this for the podcast? Just try to reach out to Holly Holm. All right. I will. Try to re try to reach out, like DM, you know, D go DM and go public with comments and see if you can get her attention and see if she'll come on. I I'd love to talk to her. The only one little comment I'll make, and it's because I posted it on our Instagram before. Yeah. <laughs> when she made the comment that she made, in my uneducated slash oblivious mind yes i also i was thinking in my head the only thing i was thinking was michelle waterson's gonna be pissed at you because karate hottie does those videos where her daughter is like twerking and stuff interesting and they are close like those two girls are close close interesting and i was what in my head at the moment in time i i just immediately thought "Ooh, you're friend is going to be pissed at this yeah again not because michelle is doing anything wrong or thinks she's doing anything wrong or probably thinks that the holly comment is aimed at her but i just yeah. thought oh that's weird yes but okay let's go for holly you know and you know uh, just here's the truth i'm going to start targeting lots of people maybe pena uh yeah 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 pain oh pena pena is my 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 next big one that would be great uh 
I know I think she has a grudge with you, Angie Overkill. <laughs> yeah, Angie Overkill Hill, goddammit, get on the podcast. Yes, unblock me first and then come on the podcast, Angie. Yeah, she's really shown a lot of growth, I think, too, lately uh, as a fighter. Always been a fan. She's a French and she's a friend of so many friends of the podcast. All right. But you know what? I dare never say, hey, can you see if Angie blah, blah, because I don't want to ruin my relationship with the people we know. Like if they go and go, hey, you know, find like podcast should be like, fuck that guy. So, <laughs> no, on, on another note, talking about these, these other orgs, I think, think we should target some of the champs. Like imagine if we got Mighty Mouse on. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, OK, so here, here's a quick thing. Do you yeah. think one FC is going to do well at all in America on this card that they've got coming up? You want to know the truth? I know so little about it that yeah, it makes exactly it almost not. But as I've told you, like in my kickboxing gym, it seems like that's what everyone's talking about. Like people are watching. I just in my circle, the people I grew up with, I don't know. Uh, so one FC. Had their event last week. Yeah. On Friday on Prime. The freaking audio is messed up. The whole card. It had a four second delay. You know how annoying it is to watch a fight with a four second delay when like the person kicks the person and then four seconds later you hear. Psh, oh, I was putting on mute at that point. It was terrible. And I tweeted about it. One FC tweeted back saying, "Oh, we're sorry. Sometimes if you just turn the app on and off, blah blah." But and then a whole bunch of people were responding to my tweet, going, "Yep, for me too. Yep, for me too." It's like you're a major organization. You got to fix this shit. You're on Amazon Prime. Figure this shit out. Like you can't have technical glitches. Uh, here's the problem with the with the card that they have on May fifth in America. I'm gonna show it on screen on my phone. Okay, that's the one headlined by Mighty Mouse. Sorry, I'm trying to get rid of the light there. All right. It's got Sage Northcutt, which nobody yeah. cares about. It's got our friend Elise Anderson. She's fighting Stamp Fairtex. That's a good fight. But can I tell you the funny thing? And this is what's going to kill them in America. I think what's going to kill them in America. The third, the third fight on the main card, or the third fight from the top on the main card, yeah. is the Flyweight Submission Grappling World Championship. Yeah. Fuck off with that! You can't be putting that on an MMA card. I don't think that's going to fly. I think the American crowd is going to be pissed at that. See, but you I... know what? There's so many, like, rabid... There's so many niche fans now. So there are people that, like, will I... go watch a 90-minute fucking rolling. No, like... no, no, no. But that's... Okay, but that's what I mean. If you want to come and do a card that's all jujitsu, go for it. Do it. And I will watch that card. But the problem is, is when you come to America with your first MMA card, or that's like, that's kind of what it is. And then they've got MMA, MMA, world grappling. Then they've got Muay Thai. Okay, fine. Muay Thai championship. Fine. Maybe. That's as far as I would go. Then you get your uh, Mighty Mouse MMA fight. I just don't think sticking in that grappling on the main card is a smart move. I, I'm sorry. What if they had like combat jiu-jitsu rule. No. Combat jiu-jitsu needs to go to hell. I hate that. That's the stupidest shit. Just fight. Fuck's sakes. If you're willing to take the slaps to the face, just fight then. and there's, Just fight an MMA fight, for God's sakes. My question is, how hard can you hit someone? You can you hit someone as hard as you want. We had, on our podcast back in the early days, we had the guy that was popular 
for getting bloodied up like crazy. Like he was on all the promos for uh, for um, combat jujitsu because he's the first guy that got pummeled and he was pouring blood out of his face because the other guy didn't give a shit about jujitsu. He just went into the guy's guard and just started palm striking the shit out of him. See, it was like it's so stupid. That's where I think, yo. <laughs> and I love that dude. Um, I love that dude. Uh, he was a great guest on our podcast. He puts out amazing content on his Instagram. And of course, I'm drawing a blank now as to his name because I'm a horrible person. I'll find it. Anyways, talk and I'll, I'll find Steven, it. Guess what? Now imagine this one FC card, but with that style. I think people would watch. Because it would be close enough to like, uh, you know. It's like, still so stupid. I, I got to say, I was watching some highlights. And I was like, Michael hey, Courier. Michael Courier. All right. I've heard of him. Episode nine. Oh, boy. Episode nine. Yeah. You know uh, what? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how that 1FC card goes. Anyways, that's what we're going to talk about. But anyways, okay. We're at 116. Uh, Bobby Green's podcast with Joe Rogan was three hours and 50 minutes. All right. That's... So uh, that was a long car. That was a long podcast. So we didn't go that long. So that was good. But uh, I appreciate him giving us so much time. Holy moly. That was crazy. Yeah. I'm all right gonna... all right so all right anything you want to say before we go any any uh, words of advice or wisdom to people uh basically just fucking follow your dreams block up the fucking haters uh yeah i'm hoping you know it seems like an opponent i was supposed to fight in may is running and bitching out which we've talked about uh so i hope i have some cool fight news soon mm -hmm. uh i know celebrity boxing is already organizing stuff yeah uh, I'm afraid. I'm a little scared, as you know. There's an organization I'm talking to, a pro mm -hmm. organization I'm fighting for. But I feel like <laughs> listening to Bobby King Green's feedback, maybe maybe I should think twice about this decision. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. From where he's coming from, he's like a superstar, made it. So to him, that's a different thing. But I think in today's world, it's changing. Yes. I don't know. And and he says like and he said in the in the uh, in the interview he goes oh and that's gonna like ruin your face and blah blah but it doesn't happen. Those chicks in that organization are still on OnlyFans making lots of money, and it's not and it's you know they're not grotesque looking. So true. Yeah, no, I don't know. All right, let's get out of here. We'll All see right. you next week, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. Follow and subscribe. Go grab your boyfriend's phone, your girlfriend's phone. Subscribe on those phones as well. Give us double subscribes. All right. See you later, pretty much. Have a good one. Have a good one.